0: Glory.
1: Welcome to Haber Bros, a podcast for historic, cross-centered Christians. We seek to provide ancient answers to a culture that's forgotten the questions. Thank you for listening this week. If you like what you're hearing or enjoy the show, please share it with a friend. This is how podcasts grow. If you've not yet given us a five-star rating and a positive review, please pause this recording right now and do so. I am... Kirk Haberman, a church musician, and this is my brother Chris, a buff priest. Chris, how are you? Oh, feeling buff, you know,
2: and looking as buff as as per usual. Uh, Kirk, uh, I'm looking over my shoulder. Uh, see, uh, December is not considered a great month for sports. <laughs> but we've got a couple of things going on that they're kind of exciting. I mean, uh, there's plenty to complain about up at the Qatar uh, World Cup, but it is a mm, World Cup, even if it's it is. um got some objectionable things uh, going on with it. Um, and so this morning, uh, we're recording on a Saturday for the first time, maybe ever, maybe for a long time. <laughs> uh, I, I trust that you watched Morocco, the the Cinderella um, advance past um
1: portugal uh i'm i'm deeply concerned about this development they're essentially undoing the 14th century reconquista in which christendom <laughs> reclaimed the iberian peninsula <laughs> the moors are coming back christopher and you're standing here smiling I, I i i can't help but
2: root for an underdog um and even against it, it is funny that they played spain first and then portugal, <laughs> and then portugal. <laughs> right uh, and holy cow! Did you see the shootout against? Where Spain? are the
1: conquistadors in our day, Christopher? Yes, I saw the I saw the shootout. Yes, <laughs>
2: Kirk, I've I've never seen a keeper um block. Was it three or four? He was
1: a man on fire. Yeah, uh,
2: it was incredible, <laughs> amazing. Um, and so, uh, that that was a lot of fun, and uh, it's it's been fun. We've got England France coming up this afternoon, which will be epic. Kirk, actually, right now. Um, it's that game is that match is starting. So it's we are begun. we are sacrificing for you, the listener. Um, Kirk, I don't know anything. I could not tell you about La Liga. Um, I am not a soccer uh expert by any means, but uh, every four years, um, I love to watch um this this world. Um, I mean, it's funny how we Americans, uh. You know we 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 think of the Super Bowl as like this this big thing. And if you compare the viewers uh, around the globe of the World Cup to the Super Bowl, it it's just it dwarfs it it um our little Super Bowl is, is tiny compared to uh, global viewership of of this of this global soccer tournament so. christopher,
1: it's it's also it's also funny. um, I think I have just a within the normal range of American chauvinism, um like when I watch the NBA Finals. Um, I think like this is the height of athleticism. Or, you know, um, you know, we uh the the um when I see uh a home run hit in the world series off of a 101 mile an hour fastball, I'm like, God bless America, like nobody else can do this. Or the Super Bowl, right? Um, but I'll tell you what, there were several goals yesterday. Um, so we'll have we'll have listeners who could correct us. The um the guy who's starting instead of instead of um Ronaldo for Portugal, the, the, their center forward. He had a uh, he had a hat trick, uh, mm-hmm. and um, and there was there was one goal. Well, there was one goal he hit. He spun and then with his left foot, um, and he he hit it harder than I could hit if I if I was allowed to like. I he just he pick a he run up. It. yeah 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 and then um who's the uh, who's the, the the French Mbappe Mbappe had a goal yesterday where yesterday. he had was it yesterday they're
2: playing today it was against poland right yes, yes yes it was
1: round of yeah. 16 so it was against poland it was it was earlier in the week um and he had a goal against poland um where he had a window that i think he was about he was about 18 yards away and he had a window that i think was two feet by two feet and he hit it phys- as hard as he physically could and he put it in that window mm. and so this is just an enormous delight watching the world's best athletes frankly like yeah you know Mbappe could play um you know any he would be a center fielder on on and any mlb team and cover as much ground as anybody right you know make all the throws whatever so my hats off to yeah, uh, but- to all these guys playing it's it's an enormous am- amount of fun
2: but also um i'm looking over my shoulder right now uh, it's been a busy week um i've got it's Saturday, and yet I have a lot of work in front of me. Um, uh, we've got the football championship subdivision playoffs, Kirk. <laughs> South Dakota State University, the Jackrabbits, they're the number one seat, overall seed. Um, they, were, uh, they lost in the championship game uh, two seasons ago. Last year, they lost, I think, in the quarterfinals. Um, and so this year is the number one seed. They're, they've got home field advantage all the way uh, until Texas. But they're kind of struggling today with uh, Holy Cross. So I hope that the uh, the outcome uh, is positive. It's interesting, though, um, they've got this big, beautiful stadium. Uh, and uh, d- once the weather gets cold, Kirk, uh, they're just not used to um, – they just haven't built a culture of, of people who enjoy mm. going to cold weather games because <laughs> they've only been in the FCS for uh, a few years, like maybe – well they've only been eligible for the playoffs for maybe 13 years um and they've had some runs uh in the playoffs but still like the attendance has always dropped off i mean they they get great numbers in in Octo- october early november um but there's i think last round um they had like 6000 people at the uh and, and there's probably 6 7000 there today where i mean they're their stadium I think holds like 18 or 19,000 and they
1: fill I th- it I up, thought so. I thought you uh you all were hardy folk. That you were a hardy folk. Um, in thought so. Um you might be wrong though.
2: I myself so, am, the, am not a You know it's funny. like are we though? Like <laughs> uh, there are on I29 here in the Dakotas there are four FCS schools. Um South Dakota State is the only one that doesn't play indoors. Right. And so Dang. fans in, and the 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 Vikings play indoors. Right. So like fans here aren't, aren't actually
1: used to to
2: watching outdoor football in
1: December. Yeah. So like NDSU which plays in Fargo. Um. You know what 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 American city has more godforsaken weather than Fargo? Right. But they play in a dome. <laughs> like yep. that could be the best home field advantage ever. Like who would want to play in Fargo in November or December? And they play in a dome.
2: Oh, yeah. indeed.
1: So, Kirk, today is the eve of your birthday.
2: Tis. Tell me your plans uh, for your br- br-
1: uh, birthday. Um, with great wailing and gnashing of teeth, I will hold a vigil, uh, repenting of all the decisions and sins which led me to this point in my long march to the grave. No, I have. Um, I shared this with you earlier this morning, Christopher. Uh, Decembers are murder for families, particularly families with children who are in any musical ensemble or sport. Um, so we have four children. So they're chorus, and and they're, you know, they all play an instrument and they all sing. So there are chorus concerts everywhere, band concerts everywhere. Um, of course, church events everywhere. Um, we have Advent midweek services as well. Um rehearsals. I'm part of something called the Beaver Val- Valley Choral Society, which is a um, a kind of a, a volunteer community course, which is great. My children are part of a youth chorale that's attached to that. So all that is to say, there are no Saturday Saturdays in December with with anything open except for today. Um, my mm. daughter um, unfortunately got sick. Fun fact, she crawled in with us this morning and then got sick. So um her her soccer, her basketball is canceled. So um after you and I uh pop off here, um we're gonna bake cookies together and bum out together, put on our our flannel pajamas and ice some Christmas cookies and and uh this is uh, Advent music, Advent music, not Christmas music, Advent music and um what um what's gonna uh, be great uh, what kind of cookies are you making? Okay, so well, so what have I made? Well, we have made, we have made molasses cookies. We have made peanut butter cookies. We have made peanut butter blossom cookies. We've made some of the mm. sugar cookies, but to this afternoon and evening, we're going to crank out sugar cookies on an industrial scale. And we're going to create icing stations um, and, and decorating stations. I, I'm making gestures like, you know, how like they're different. So like, my sure. my vocabulary is failing me because i i'm not artistic but like certain things are used to create make buttons on the gingerbread man and stuff right so like well with with all our various children we're gonna have yeah. different stations for different And so when you say sugar cookies,
2: cookies these are these are like the white, cookie white cutter kind of yep.
1: exactly but like
2: you're you're not doing round ones you're you, you've got cookie no, cutters you've got no
1: no i only look like a savage i'm not actually a savage I me mean, proper civilized cookies like shaped like pine trees and snowmen and and um and stars whatever, whatever star wars two, do, you know what our killing do have, choose i'm guessing you
2: have yoda um oh definitely we do have yoda ones
1: yeah. yep yep uh the problem with the millennium falcon ones is by the time the cookie really properly spreads and cooks <laughs> it's just a blob yeah we even had death star cook uh we have a death star cookie cutter but unless you smash that puppy down <laughs> Um, you can't tell that it's a Death Star. It just looks like a like a circle that someone took a little bite out of. So yeah. Um, our children still have such a um an allegiance to uh, Minnesota is um in allegiance to me as a Minnesotan expatriate that we do we have a Minnesota cookie cutter. <laughs> so we cut out the state mm. of Minnesota. And of course the problem with Pennsylvania. It's, it's not a true rectangle, but, but once it cooks, it sort of looks like a re- rectangle, like the is little, that in the corner or... yeah, that, that's eerie. Like it. Yeah. So that's what, that's what we're, that's what we're doing. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, And uh, do you, do you have anything else going on or, uh, or a I mean, we got
2: we got we got a bunch of snow, Kirk. Um, uh, oh, yes, that's right, you did. Yes. No, Thursday Thursday night. Um, like, there's like one to three inches forecasted, and we got like eight inches, and so we are just loving this winter wonderland. Um, it's it's amazing. Snow is fantastic. Um, it's uh, yeah. It's it's good news. Like, it's good
1: news. It's good news. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of good news. Should we uh, look at the gospel? We should. In fact, everyone
2: knows the gos that the word gospel means good news. So good news. Today's gospel lesson comes from Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 through 19. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did, you, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets in the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
2: So, Kirk, it is not clear um, (laughs) whether it is John who doubts or whether it is his disciples who doubt and ultimately Kirk i I do believe it is it is immaterial um the point is that for many um people in Jesus time uh they did not understand the kingdom that he was bringing they did not understand his messiahship uh I have mentioned many times on this podcast uh how um, on the road to Emmaus um these disciples shared with Jesus, they said about Jesus, they said, we had hoped he was the one who would restore Israel. And even in, I think it's Acts one, um, like <laughs> right before, um, the Ascension they're like, is now the time that you're going to restore Israel? That even, you know, watching Jesus, um, enter Jerusalem, not on a war horse, not on a stallion, but a colt even as they understood Jesus as a servant um, who calls us to pick up our crosses daily um they still did not understand um the kingdom that that Jesus brought um it's interesting um and uh so it's not clear whether it's John who's like wait a second like I was this herald <laughs> this great herald of of this thing to come and 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 now it's like Jesus are you are like he's kind of wondering like, uh, he had no doubt. Um, uh, you know, that he saw the Messiah at the baptism of Christ and no doubt about what God said. Um, and so that would, I think with that in mind, it would be easy to think, okay, well maybe it was just like his disciples who doubted it. And he's like, well, let me just show them. It's also possible Kirk he's in jail. Right. Like he's imprisoned and so it's possible he doesn't even know what's going on, right? Yeah. Like that yeah, he's kind of that, isolated.
1: Like a dearth of news and and uh yeah, like degrees of separation um kind of probably they only receive rumors in, you know, in prison not reliable news. Probably I always thought like he might be demoralized like oh my gosh, I thought like I was called to something amazing and and here I am just rotting in a prison.
2: Yeah, like a, like yeah. an idiot
1: like Herod like brought me low like imprisoned me. What am I doing here, Jesus? Yeah. Are you really the one I was, I've been preparing the way for. Please tell me. So I, that's how. What do you think? What do you think of that? Is there maybe a degree of that?
2: Sure. Yeah, I mean, the the point is 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 we don't really know, and right. and so it's right. it's not wrong to to kind of speculate. And, and to wonder it's possibly this, it's possibly that. And, and ultimately, like it's not, it's not important for us to be like, oh, well, this is the one thing. Um, the point is that that I think each of us um sometimes uh each of us are prone to struggle um with what the good news of the kingdom is. Um, how many people have walked away from from um faith in, in Christ because they don't they they, they encounter something in life that they're like I can't believe in a God who allowed blank to happen and so it's interesting what Jesus answer is is um he he didn't say go and tell John this um like he, he's like go and tell John what you see and then he supplies like what 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 um what they see so he does tell them a specific thing but it's more like um he's quoting the prophet Isaiah like what what are the signs of the kingdom um, the blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. Um, and yet, Kirk, uh, even though we see the signs of the kingdom, there are still blind in the kingdom, right? There are still lame people. There are still lepers. There are still deaf. Um, that though Jesus has healed some, Um, these are are merely signs of the kingdom, Eric. You're making a face. No, 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 is going on okay. No, I don't know if there's something going on in your house or what. You're making a face. Um, that, 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 uh, and in fact, I believe in the prophet Isaiah, um, there is something that is left out, and that is that that the prisoners are released. Notice Jesus does not mention that because mm. of course john is in john prison is, and yeah. john um his head will be served on a platter um later uh three, three chapters later yeah yeah and uh and that that is like the fact that the kingdom is in breaking and yet kirk we live in this already not yet that during advent we look to like we Ah, uh, in the incarnation, like there's this inauguration of the kingdom, this inbreaking of the kingdom, and yet we wait for its full consummation when every tear will be wiped away. And these are these signs indicate that, and we live in the in between. And what we see is is a lot of people who are who remain suffering. They're like, um, this doesn't look like, uh, this doesn't. This kingdom looks different than what I had hoped. Right. Right? You know, that's why I referenced the Emmaus road. We had hoped for this. Right. And so I I guess the word for us today is, is in which ways are we um, do we have vain hopes of what Jesus kingdom looks like? Um, And as we live in this in between time. Uh, we have suffering we have sickness you know you have your your precious daughter who's who's sick and it's right. hard to like watch her be sick um we have a lot of bad things that happen in the, in the meantime as we await his coming in glory and i think the question it's it's this is a hard word um but there is redemption in suffering to say like what does the lord have for me in this as we pray for better things as we pray for healing as we pray for um uh you know all the things of this life and that's that's what i'll be preaching about um tomorrow is is um all all the different ways that we're waiting for 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 deliverance from something bad um and how hard that waiting is that god is doing something in that waiting that the kingdom is already broken in um and we know the end of the story and that's why we await um we anticipate we hope we have this this hopeful expectation and uh, and then we see uh, we have the epistle um, comes from James that talks about um, patience um, and do not grumble against one another. Um, and like what are the, you know, how do these things fit together? Mm. Um, we might wonder. Um, and uh, the, the, the point is, um, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early in the late rains we know the end of the story and in the meantime um the important word is is in James is that be patient therefore brothers so these are people in the church as we await the coming of the lord um let us not grumble our um, posture is one of hope one of 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 yeah. sure expectation um while we are waiting um and and verse 13 of James is anyone among you suffering let him pray um mm-hmm. it's so like while we're in this in between time, we we devote ourselves to prayer, um, and we um avoid the grumbling and the and the um, the pessimism that might set in, um, because like we remember our posture is one of hope, one that knows how the story ends.
1: Yeah, Amen. Uh, I like to look at uh in seasons like Advent or Christmas tide or um, seasons that have uh, where the lessons are aligned to um, to harmonize or bring out common themes or where the lessons are separate self-referential. I always like to look at those links. So thank you for bringing that out. Mm. And this is, this is an interesting pairing that, that, that exhortation for hopefulness and watch watch watchful waiting in James with this lesson in matthew um this is gaudete sunday which is rejoice mm-hmm. um parishes that have rose um vestments and paramount by rose you mean altar linens by rose i mean rose <laughs> i've been corrected so many times by ladies in the altar guild I know oh because you because you say man.
2: pink and they're like no it's
1: rose <laughs> Right, exactly yeah um so so this is uh this may seem oddly placed. By the way, this is the pink candle. It's the third Sunday. It's the third Sunday. So this week, you light the pink candle. Light the pink candle third. Um, and there, it used to be symmetrical, Christopher, when Lent was six weeks. And um, no, when it began when, after St. Martin's when Advent, Day. When, when Advent, Advent was Advent six weeks, Yep. was six weeks. And it began after St. Martin's Day, November 11th. Um, there'd be sort of a midweek um, kind of exhale where you'd kind of break with some of the austerity and it was Gaudete Sunday, rejoice, rejoice. And so, um, we will open up our, um, our service singing, rejoice, rejoice believers. And so, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm looking too hard with rose colored lenses Uh. uh at these lessons. Um, but there's something hopeful here, even for, for John, as he's asking this question from prison, right? Um, uh, Behold, I send my message before your face, who will prepare your way before you. So Jesus' answer is yes. And of course he answers in a Jesus way, right? right? Like he doesn't just say, yes, I'm the one, go tell John, I am one, it is I. Right, he says, <laughs> tell him what you see. The so it's a hopeful answer, rejoice, yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, you notice this is interesting, by this point in Matthew 11, we this is this is about John the Baptist, but we don't hear his voice, do we? We only hear Jesus' nope. voice, um, and we get this weird. This weird. Um, Jesus quotes a, a, a first-century nursery rhyme, <laughs> which, which I always think is weird. It's fun. Um, it is like children sitting in the marketplaces calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. Meaning, like. You're not happy when you're supposed to be happy right and we sang a dirge and you did not mourn and you're not sad when you're supposed to be sad like what are you um and it's interesting so I mean Jesus is kind of saying like people had expectations had in their head what John the Baptist was supposed to be um but because he was so austere right he wouldn't drink he would he, he would fast and uh, and 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 he wouldn't he wouldn't drink any wine they said he has a demon and then Jesus comes. And uh, like he eats and drinks with sinners and they're like, well, well, he's, he's like, he's, 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 he's a drunk, you know, Um, and eats with tax collectors. So um, I think also here, there's probably a word for violated expectations, right? Um, oh, for sure. We have in our head um, what God should be for us when God comes to us. And um, Christopher, I, I might, this is going to shock you, but I got upset this morning looking through twitter i'm
2: i am shocked shocked i, know, I say i know
1: i know To um, quote, uh, and...
2: uh, uh, the 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 famous uh movie that takes place in morocco right
1: and um i was seeing um i was seeing some high power high powered um accounts twitter accounts in anglicanism um yearning for a certain outcome at synod um, coming, Mm. coming up and, um, and, uh, trying to, trying to put the finger on the scale. And, uh, I just, it grieves me when people kind of want Jesus to say what they want him to say. And, um, so I'm not just saying that this is something other people do. I mean, the problem with blind spots Mm. is we're blind to them. Right. So I don't know where this is in my life. And so maybe as, as we're reading this, maybe a prayer for me this week is like, show me where, I expect God's kingdom to look a certain way, but actually what God has for me is something entirely different.
2: So that's what that's I think. Kirk, that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, even as we hope for the right things um, and are impatient, we have this like righteous impatience. Um, like there's a certain part of our yearning for Christ's return is like an unease with injustice in this world um, and, and like yearning for justice and like we agitate for it. We pray for it. Um I, I I don't know if I mentioned this in the past weeks, but um one of the issues in the uh Qatar World Cup is their use of of uh of migrant workers. Right. Um to, to build these right. stadiums. And are not Qataris country, actually a minority
1: in their country? Massive like, They don't do
2: any work. Um, it's there's like three thousand Qataris. Yeah. And <laughs> Like there's just like three hundred thousand of them in a nation that has like I don't know like eight million people live there. or yeah, something? right. Um, so a tiny minority. It's of, far of actual... worse than the antebellum
1: South. Yeah, yeah. And, Go ahead. I keep interrupting. And, you. and yeah, these
2: migrant workers are are definitely exploited. Um, they're lied to. Um, and so there's there's a word we have for that. It's called labor trafficking. Yeah. Um, when you exploit labor, when you lie to them, you bring them in. And Kirk building these these ridiculous stadiums in the desert. Um, some forty five hundred. Um. Uh, migrant workers died right you know whether it's unsafe work condition it's just a devaluing of human life yeah the ancient Um, pharaohs had nothing on modern qataris (laughs) yeah and so kirk like like and and who knows these names of these people who Mm. died um Mm. died away from their families like going to qatar to earn money to better their life and to send money home to their families. And and we don't know their names, but all we can do is mourn the injustice of it and, right. and, and pray for justice in this world and work for it. Um, knowing that, um, when Christ comes there, there will be justice. And, and, and so there's like this, this, this uneasy tension in, as we wait for that. Um, and so like, like you're saying, and like, I'm saying like, God has something for us in that, like, even as we yearn for, for the right things, um, and we, we don't like to wait for them. And, and I don't know if, if the people you're talking about, um, who are putting their thumbs on the scale, um, Seeking a certain outcome, I don't know if that is the right thing that they're that they're hoping for, but um, we may say we're it's on not. the right side. We want the right <laughs> things, God. Like, why can't you know? Please act now in in the right way. Um, there is uh, like we have to we have to wait um to see um uh those things come come to pass to see justice. Kirk, we talked about this in politics before, about how like people are 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 so desperate for a certain outcome in politics. Um, and every election is like the last one, you know, like we must, you know, um compromise our values to vote for this uh candidate because if we don't, um, you know, Christianity will go away or whatever. It's like, well, I, I think maybe God um is bigger than that and has purposes beyond that. And so inside the church, there's a word for us as well.
1: Mm. Christopher, do you have any uh, final thoughts on this before we go to our uh, our theology portion? let's let's move on. For theology today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite events in all of December, and that is Lessons and Carols. Um, Lessons and Carols is uh, a relatively new tradition uh, in Christianity. Um, Our faith is an ancient faith. Uh, Jesus was born roughly 2,022 years ago, Um, but Lessons and Carols uh, begins Kind of officially, shortly after World War I. Um, Lessons and Carols is what it sounds like. It's a, uh, it's a Christmas uh, form of service in which you alternate between readings and um, Christmas carols. And uh, the readings have a certain, it's actually the festival of nine Lessons and Carols. The readings have a certain narrative arc, uh, and we can talk about them too, well, I mean, we definitely need to talk about the narrative arc of the readings. Um, to quote the opening prayer, um, let us read Mark in Holy Scripture, the tale of the loving purposes of God from the first days of our disobedience unto the glorious redemption brought us by this holy child, unquote. Um, so it's interesting, right? On Christmas Eve, a service of nine lessons and carols begins with Genesis 3, Right when uh when adam and eve eat of the fruit of the tree and um, and are cast out of the garden but even there is the promise of christ's redemption of god's redemption um, of the world through through christ um but what why did this come to be um this is a beloved service um it came to be because uh in in the english-speaking church um uh english-speaking christians um up until kind of the crack up uh, of of English Protestantism in which kind of everyone does his own thing, um, used the Book of Common Prayer. And I'm holding in my hands, Christopher, right now for you, show and tell, which is great on an audio medium, right? Uh, It's the best. It's the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. And there is no Christmas Eve liturgy in here. And so what English speaking Christians did for hundreds of years after the English reformation, 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, it was probably even song or even prayer. (laughs) So, you know, which is there are certain accidental seasonal um, things that might harmonize, right? Like the Magnificat, that's sort of Mary based, right? (laughs) The song of Simeon, that's sort of like infant Jesus based. Um, But other than that, it, uh, the lessons uh, would would have been kind of the lessons for the 24th of December. <laughs> um, so uh, there was a yearning for for a service where people could get together and sing this new prop, popular thing called Christmas carols, and and hear lessons that were tailored specifically for Christmas. And uh, and this is what this was. So here's the rhythm. Here's the rhythm. Um, the service begins. Uh, with uh, with a uh, a well, it actually begins most traditionally now with the singing of "Once in Royal David City," and if you know, you know, all right? That, that's a that's a lovely and beloved carol. Um, and then there's something called the Bidding Prayer, and Christopher, you and I actually we didn't intend to, but but before we hit record, we talked a lot about this and kind of parsed it a bit. Um, this is lovely, and it has it has some um. Some phrases, some turns of phrases that have really resonated and stuck with me. And it begins, beloved in Christ at this Christmas tide, let it be our care and delight to hear again the message of the angels and in heart and mind to go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass and the babe lying in the manger. And then I already said, let us read in Mark and Holy Scripture, the tale of loving purposes of God from the first days of our disobedience unto the glorious redemption. Um, and then after that, after telling us what's going to happen in the next hour, hour and a half, um, then, but first, let's pray for the people that Jesus loved in particular. Um, it, it says, quote, and because this would rejoice his heart, let us remember in his name, the poor, the helpless, the cold, the hungry, the oppressed, et cetera. So it's great. Before we start to read lessons and sing Christmas carols, let us do what Jesus would love first, which is to pray for the least and the lost. So I, th- I think that's lovely. Um, mm-hmm. And there's this particular paragraph, Christopher, which has resonated with me. And this is quite the turning <sighs> phrase. And I think this was written by Eric Milner White, who was the dean of King's College, Cambridge, um, after World War One. And I should look this up and make sure I'm not just making stuff up, but I believe that this is so. And and he himself um, uh, fought in World War One. A World War I veteran. So he's not just writing flowery language. Um, he's not someone who hasn't gone through suffering and misery. He writes, lastly, let us remember before God, all those who rejoice with us, but upon another shore and in a greater light, that multitude, which no man can number, whose hope was in the word made flesh, and with whom in the lord jesus we are forevermore one. Uh and then and then the prayer is kind of summed up and then we pray the lord's prayer. And then there's the first lesson. Christopher, the first lesson is from Genesis 3. God announces in the garden of Eden that the seed of woman shall bruise the serpent's head. Why would we why would we be reading Genesis 3, Christopher, mm. on uh, on Christmas Eve? Why would we do that? What does that have to do with uh with like a, a lovely cute baby in a cradle?
2: Uh well, <laughs> not leading at all in that question. Um, we have uh it's interesting in both the announcement, uh both the sin of Adam and uh in the announcement of the consequences, um, we get um the uh the first gospel, this this prot evangelion. Um that uh, the seed of the woman, Jesus Christ, that um God incarnate would come to solve um there's already hope, even as the, the consequences of the fall are being introduced. Um there is hope. Um and so that's what the service is about is is from from the fall um to the prophecy of of the, the knitting, the reknitting together of all things. Um, I mean, I, I just think about creation, um and, and how God pronounced the good. And uh, and so where are The earth is groaning for redemption, and here we have the promise of it at the beginning of the service.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> we see we this these lessons all together do a great job of painting the narrative arc of God's intervention on behalf of woeful man. Right. So the the first decisions that we read in the Bible in Genesis three um our our man humankind Adam and Eve shooting our foot off right we have it made <laughs> we uh we we walk in the cool of the evening with our maker and for some reason it's not good enough cuz we're like look at that tree over there did god really say don't eat right mm. um and yet this despite all that our lord has a has has an intervention plan and it involves becoming one of us right um then there's often an after that an invitatory carol and it usually um usually in um in song kind of uh, kind of explains the theology of um the fallenness of man and yet and yet and yet redemption that's even there at the beginning and and one of the most famous ones of that Christopher is Adam lay bounden," right hmm. um and Adam lay bounden," uh, and that if you listen to King's College Cambridge um that Adam lay bounden" will be um sung after this reading um, this year. Um, and this is one of the oldest carols that we have in the English language. Um, uh, the manuscript is, uh, it's around from around 1400. Um, uh, it goes like this, Adam lay bounden, bounden in a bond, 4,000 winters, thought he not too long, and all was for an apple, an apple that he took, as clerkes Findin written in their book. Nay had the apple taken bean, the apple taken bean. Nay had never our lady a bean heaven's queen. Blessed be the time that apple taken was. Therefore, we moan sing Deo Gracias. And Christopher, this is mm. the the happy fall, right? The fall up, <laughs> right? Uh, the fall upward. Uh, Thomas Aquinas um, talked about this. The felix culpa, the blessed fault, right? Um uh, we see um adam adam is lay, lay bounden right he's in a bond of his own making right and for 4000 winters right that was medieval math it was 4000 years ago this happened and why it was just for an apple um as our mm-hmm. as our priests tell us in their book right mm-hmm. but but then the, the 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 author writes if the apple hadn't been taken um our lady would have never been heaven's queen meaning like all the good benefits um, of Christ and his incarnation would have never happened. So the last verse, blessed be the time that apple taken was, right? It's actually blessed. Um, Therefore, we moan sing in Deo gratias, glory to God. Glory to God for all his inscrutable purposes through his people, even starting with Adam and the apple, right? So that's kind of interesting, right? Um, then we have a second lesson, um, which is Genesis 12. God promises to faithful Abraham that a seed Um, That in his seed shall the nations of the earth be blessed. This is that great passage, Christopher, where an angel calls into Abraham and tells him that, uh, that his descendants will number more than the stars of heaven or more than the sands on the seashore. And of course, in Genesis 12, Abraham doesn't have any children yet, right? So a reminder that God's promises are lavish. Um, even when it seems like it's in times of deprivation. Then there are carols. Between all these readings, there are carols, of course, right? Third lesson, Christ's birth and kingdom are foretold by Isaiah. This is um, Isaiah 9. This is that great that great passage. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Um, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And anyone who loves the Messiah, you can't hmm. hear this without humming along right For oh, run to us a child is born i'm singing it tomorrow singing it tomorrow christopher our first concert first concert nice. we're singing the uh, first portion of the messiah so nice wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace so so we have good news that's the third lesson carols sing more carols sing the carols right fourth yeah. lesson isaiah 11 um, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Um, and then we have uh, more carols. Uh, fifth lesson, we have um, the angel Gabriel um, appearing to the Blessed Virgin Mary in Luke 1. Um, this is often called the Annunciation, where Gabriel says, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb... And bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, he shall be great, etc., etc. Um, and and there's symmetry with this and with Genesis 3. We don't read in Lessons and Carol where when Mary, um uh, when sorry, when Eve says, Did God really say, Do not eat? Um, but we um in theology we often see of um Eve is a, a type in a shadow of Mary, where, where Eve's did God really say Uh, Mary is behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, which I just heard, Christopher, you know, the Greek. I don't that word handmaiden. um, First of all, behold, isn't isn't actually there. I gather in the Greek. She just says the handmaiden of the Lord in response Um, and handmaiden. It's I guess that word in Greek is more the slave. Um, So uh, um, Gabriel says the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And, and, and instead of Mary saying, did God really say, as Eve does, Mary says, the servant of the Lord, right? The handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. Um, and usually um, around the fifth lesson, we get, um, get uh, a setting of the Magnificat um, or something sort of marking kind of Mary's tally in the story she being a principal character in Advent. Um, then the sixth lesson, we get St. Matthew's um, telling of the birth of Christ, um, or we get St. Luke's telling. There are options, um, and different, different, uh, different churches go in different directions. Um, this is uh, the St. Luke's telling. This is, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in the manger. And by this point, um, usually, we're no longer singing carols um, about theology, like um, "Of the Father's Love Begotten," or um, trying to think of carols that kind of talk about um, the incarnation or the need of of mankind for redemption. At this point, we're singing about angels and shepherds, and 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 babies in cradles, right? Seventh lesson is the shepherds going to the manger in Luke 2. And they were in that same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. So you should be singing things like angels we have heard in high. And it's any song that, that that includes Gloria, any carol that, that sings glory in the highest, right? Um, eighth lesson we have from Matthew 2. The wise men are led by the star to Jesus. Um and uh, Christopher, in 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 the um, in the King James, Matthew two has one of my um, one of my f- favorite passages in the King James. It, it strikes my modern ears and makes me smile. Um, it's in uh, then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently. And um, I often think when I call my wise men, I always call them privily. That's just a word we no longer use anymore. Privileous Except in, in England, okay. they still have the privy council, right? For um uh for kind of the inner circle of advisors. Yeah. <clears throat> so so that's in the eighth lesson we get we get gold, frankincense, myrrh, three gifts. Not necessarily three kings, though in all of our um all of our crushes, <clears throat> they're usually three kings, right? Yeah. Right. Um do you know, do you know in German uh epiphany isn't called Epiphany? They call it Drei Three Königsfest, Three Kings yeah. Day. Yeah. And I gather like, yeah, you and I were having this conversation, I think, via text. Um usually then, um, after the eighth lesson. And let me let me let me get this right. Let me make sure I have this right, Christopher. I'm pulling this up now, efforting this to make sure this is true, so I'm not making this up. Um, there's this amazing rhythm, this harmony of 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 word and and song, word and worship. All right. So the eighth lesson, yeah, we get Matthew 2. Then the ninth lesson, Saint John unfolds the mystery of the incarnation, right? In the mm-hmm. beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Um, and the climax of this um of course is um and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. And after we read that, the only thing that we could possibly sing is, O come all ye faithful, um, because um, we've got that great verse. uh, Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Years ago, Christopher, I've surely shared this meme with you. There's a meme that went oh, around yeah. Christian oh, Twitter. yes. Yes. Um, so there's 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 a certain harmonization that is used in parishes that can do it musically by Sir David Wilcox. And it's often called the chord. Um, and it builds up to that word of the father. And it's, is it a... Is it a is it a is it a B diminished? Uh, what is it? People argue about what the chord is, but it's singular, and it summons forth from everybody in the building just this this yelp of praise, right? I mean, wouldn't you agree? So there's this meme, and we should share this meme of uh, of the goose with glowing eyes, who like who uh, who who kind of rears his head back, and then and then and then roars forth, word of the Father now in flesh appearing. Everyone anticipates Uh, that. Yeah. It's such a great moment. Yeah. Um,
2: I don't remember where I got this. I'm sure from some, some resource. Um, The ninth (laughs) reading at our service concludes with this great declaration. I'm just looking at the the picture you just sent me now. I'm sorry. (laughs) And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. The mm. whole service leads us towards this great sentence, yes. a sentence that invites us to remember that the one who created us does not stand aloof from our suffering, mm. but shares mm. it with us and somehow transforms it into peace of heart and mind and an attitude of kindness towards others. Mm. That's and so good. I, I just like that paragraph of, of like, you know, what what is this all like? pointing towards, you know, like, uh, you know, I talk a lot about telos. you know, for a while I was, that was, I was banging that drum of just like, like the whole service is like, is like pointing towards, um, towards, uh, this declaration, the word was made flesh of the incarnation and the significance that has in, in, in the redemption of all the earth, but especially the forgiveness of our sins.
1: Yeah. And I know we'll talk about this in Christmas tide when we get there. Uh, I love to talk about the incarnation. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, but for christians the johannine use of the word word right the greek logos um has has a, has a deep richness a a, a neoplaton um, neoplatonism to it right so it's the, the 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 logos in greek philosophy was the organizing principle um of the entire universe it was the intelligence that undergirds everything right and what what john is saying is here that that intelligence that makes the entire word intelligible, right? That lights the evening star, um, that that gives birth to the new to the to the bird that hatches out of its egg, um, that causes the mother kitten to 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 wean and and, and nurse um, kittens. The organizing principle under all of the all that we see is now a little babe in a cradle for us, now in flesh appearing, right? Like mm. logos becomes sarks. Um, so like this, with this Greek contradiction, um, that is beautiful yeah. to, to yeah. us whom he came to redeem and save. Um, it's great. Now we're this year, I, I wonder what you do. I'd like to ask you this question. Um, we are going to, I think, stop here and, uh, and ha- and have a little sermon, um, before then the Colics and, uh, um, the, the final blessing and Hark the Herald, uh, do you, do you do a sermon? Or just kind of a little homily, a lesson. Anywhere when you do this? We do not. The whole thing is the sermon.
2: Yes. Yeah. You are joking, of course. Um, and that's the beauty, Kirk. I mean, I remember you sharing. Um, you had somebody who was who's never really been uh all that into the whole liturgical thing. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the contemporary church is is one that has kind of um two main uh, focuses of worship of, 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 I should say, I shouldn't say worship worship. I should say a church service, a church service has two parts. Um, uh, the worship part where people sing to the Lord and then there's the, the, the preaching part where the word of God is proclaimed in a sermon. Um, and, uh, oftentimes, uh, the, the, we don't have scriptures publicly read, um, in, in those services. Um, and that's very typical but you had somebody who probably attends a service very much like that who kind of kind of came uh, out of uh, lessons of carols awestruck and shared with you like wow there's no sermon necessary right on um, which Kirk, a big part of like our tradition um the whole um idea of liturgical worship is that like each aspect of the service um is 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 a participatory worship we worship with our bodies um it's not just like that we get more information in the sermon, but You're with right. our bodies um we uh we join together in worship, and like um the word is proclaimed throughout the service, like the word of God, not just in in the sermon in what I'm kind of uh feel led to to preach on but um here uh we get um the, this the the word of God alone is sufficient in this service, and that's what's great about it,
1: mm, yeah i mean and and all a sermon is is focusing the congregant the parish the believer on um helping to elucidate um the word they just heard in the lessons right and the logic of these lessons is so inexorable so overpowering um it's so cumulative it builds until it explodes in that climax of Word of the Father now in flesh appearing, that that you're 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 right. Sometimes it's possible to say too much. Um, I I absolutely think that's right. Um, after after that, after O Kamali faithful, um, there are, there are two prayers: um, the collect for Christmas Eve, uh, and oftentimes the collect for Christmas Day. And the college for Christmas Eve, Christopher, um, is is strikingly cosmic, mm. um, because we we there are tender moments when we get to peer into a cradle um, and marvel at our Savior being vulnerable and tender as a newborn baby. But listen to this: O oh God, who makest us thus glad with the yearly remembrance of the birth of Thy only Son Jesus Christ, grant that we may joyfully receive Him for our Redeemer so we may with sure confidence behold him when he shall come to be our judge who liveth and reigneth etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> i love that gives me chills the uh, the cosmic framing of that right um that this babe is our redeemer this baby is our redeemer um uh grant that we may joyfully receive him so that when he comes again with eyes of flame and a sword in his mouth <laughs> um it, it may be a glad moment <laughs> and, and i i love that uh, uh the, the gutsiness of that prayer on the christmas eve when we kind of would would rather kind of tenderly hold a candle and sing silent night it's a, there's a bracing aspect to that isn't there i love that
2: oh for sure yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i mean Kirk, that, that's
2: i mean that's a big theme of advent is is that um we can only really like uh, embrace embraces coming if we are counted among the elect. And so right. therefore
1: um, be ready, repent. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think almost everywhere that this is done, uh, the it's it's somewhere in scripture, I'm sure. You have to end with Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and it always is. Um, Charles Wesley's um, amazing words, which here's fun, uh, fun church trivia. Hark the Herald Angels Sing isn't the original Wesley poem. It's a "Hark, the Wilkin angels sing," um, but that word "Wilkin" is so obsolete that uh, hymnals gave what up does on Wilkin it a long, mean? a long time ago. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. I mean, not to go down that rabbit hole, but "Hark, the Wilkin angels sing," right? Um, I, I mean, it must it must mean it must mean the same, right? Hark the Wilkin I Google is pretending it doesn't understand me because I missed it, yeah, yeah, it. so like yeah, so the herald you know is 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 somebody who announces, right you know, yeah, so presumably it's it's a similar thing hark, how all the welkin rings that were those were the original words, and I guess um that's obsolete enough that we don't um we've we we've, we've moved on from it, yeah, so i I gather I gather that the um that the meaning is. Is similar enough. Uh, you know who made the change in 1753? It was his friend George Whitfield. Mm. Um, he he made the change. He uh, he didn't like it. Yeah. So, um, uh, but that that too uh focuses on the incarnation. You'll notice in H- Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Christopher. Are there are there any um, are there any shepherds? Are there any oxes? And cattle lowing, and is there any snow falling, and is there any... any? Um, is any... all calm and all bright? No, there's none of that, right? We have instead, like, thick theology. Um, <laughs> we have veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel, right? We have... <laughs> We have Christology, right? We have hypostatic union, right? We get to sing. That's how we end our Christmas Eve, Christopher, is singing of the hypostatic union, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. that's that's great. And and we've talked all about the lessons. And I think maybe we can talk about Christmas carols when Christmas tide comes. But this is also an excuse to just sing a lot of Christmas carols, which is yeah. just a lot of fun, right? So, I've, I've I've mostly monologued, Christopher. Your thoughts? Kirk, I think
2: you you've um summed up <laughs> our thoughts well. I think um, you know, when we talk about um recording a podcast, we say we don't have to save the world with this one. You know, we could do uh, I, I feel like I, I need to add no more. Um I think your your word has been sufficient.
1: We saved a part of the world. We saved our little pocket. <laughs> Kirk, so, shall we close in prayer? Let's.
2: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
2: Let us pray. Amen. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, you sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation. Grant that the ministers and stewards of your mysteries may likewise make ready your way by turning the hearts of the disobedient toward the wisdom of the just, that at your second coming to judge the world, we may be found a people acceptable in your sight. For with the Father and the Holy Spirit, you live and reign, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Next
1: week, Kirk. Next week.